0: Hear the word of God from Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 29 through 34 and chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. This reading comes from the Common English Bible. By faith, they crossed the Red Sea as they were on dry land. But when Egyptians tried it, they were drowned. By faith, Jericho's walls fell after the people marched around them for seven days. By faith, Rahab, the prostitute, wasn't killed with the disobedient because she welcomed the spies in peace. What more can I say? I would run out of time if I told you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. Through faith, they conquered kingdoms, brought about justice, realized promises, shut the mouths of lions, put out raging fires, escaped from the edge of the sword, found strength and weakness, were mighty in war and routed foreign armies. So then, With endurance, let us run the race that is laid out in front of us. Since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us. Let's throw off any extra baggage, get rid of the sin that trips us up and fix our eyes on Jesus face pioneer and perfecter. He endured the cross ignoring the shame for the sake of the joy that was laid out in front of him and sat down at the right side of God's throne. The word of God for the world.
1: for you this morning have any of you ever run a race now think about it. maybe in elementary school it was a sack race I hope your team won maybe in high school you joined the track team maybe you're one of many many Tampans, Tampanians, people who from Tampa have run in the Gasparilla 5k or 10k or maybe you've actually run a half marathon or a whole marathon hmm. Back in the early 2000s, Clark and I were really into running. In fact, I remember the day he ran his first half marathon. And the kids and I, they were kind of young, and we went to support him. And we were there cheering Dad on as he came around a corner, and then we went to another spot on the track so we could cheer him on. And I remember this day very well because, well, we've told this story so many times because it was that day that Benjamin lost his first tooth and Swallowed it and So the whole rest of the race he was worried that the tooth fairy might not come because there was no tooth to be Received, but we assured him there was so we remember the day Clark ran his first half And he went on to run grandma's marathon in Duluth, Minnesota that year It's designed specifically for those of us who run like our grandmothers and he passed that one too and the next January I ran my first half marathon. Oh, it was so exciting. After a lot of training, a lot of hard work, a lot of logging in the miles, I did it. The Sunday before the race, it was on a Sunday, of course, The Clark was serving as district superintendent and I was at a little teeny church in Miami. And so that day, it, of course, made the announcements why I would not be there the next Sunday. I would be running this race. And with that, Vivian the head of the director of the preschool where Ben and Zach had gone stood up with this huge banner that said run Sally run and then over here Becky who's the head of the mission committee stood up and said run like the wind and back in the back Henry who was Abby's Sunday school teacher stood up and said you can do this we're with you all the way and sure enough some of them traveled from Miami to Naples to cheer me on that next Sunday To have that kind of support and encouragement is incredible you can do a lot with that backing and that really is a lot of what our sermon is about today support and encouragement as we close out this sermon series on Hall of Faith would you pray with me Oh loving God for all have encouraged us along the way we give you thanks for the way they live their lives For their witness and their words we give you thanks help us to remember and help us also to encourage others amen so friends i really want to say thank you for being here on this labor day weekend sunday as we have all been busy making preparations to meet hurricane dorian Now, gratefully, it looks like we will just get to eat those provisions, we hope, and pray. But those folks in the Bahamas, where it is sitting on them right now, it is stalled to eight miles an hour in its Category 5, they need incredible prayers. And those, as it goes, continued towards the coast. We don't know where it will go. So all those, and all those who are prepared to help, we pray Godspeed so for those of you if you've not been here recently we are just finishing up this sermon series on Hall of Faith and we've kind of been looking at the biblical Hall of Fame characters so to speak we looked at Noah and Abraham and Sarah we looked at Moses and today we're looking at the grandstand the great cloud of witnesses who have been and are a part of our lives We've been doing this primarily by looking at chapter 11 and a little bit of 12 in the book of Hebrews. And I just want to offer a few reminders about Hebrews. First, we don't know exactly who wrote it, but we believe it was someone who actually was alive and saw Jesus and experienced Jesus in the flesh. We believe it was written to a second generation Christians um, who were well versed in the faith. They had been raised on the stories of the faith. They knew the stories very well. But now, now they're beginning to grow weary because, well, Jesus is gone and Jesus hasn't returned. And no doubt some of their weariness is because they are living in a time of great persecution between 60 and 90 AD is when we think it was written. And that great persecution from the Roman Empire. Their future was very frightening. They were small in number, they were weak, and they were despised increasingly by their own communities, and now the Roman government was calling them dangerous traitors. Jesus was dead, all the apostles that had followed him closely were not around, they had died, and so the writer, I like to think of him as a preacher, the writer of Hebrews, talks about encouraging them by remembering the ancestors of the faith. And each time he mentions a name, Moses, the people who were well-versed in the stories of faith knew all about their ancestors who had been enslaved in Egypt. So when we remember Moses and the way he set God's people free, they remember volumes of their history. The same with Noah. By faith, Abraham and Sarah, They moved to a new land. They didn't know where they were going, but they trusted God and went. By faith, Moses led the enslaved people out of Egypt. By faith, your people passed through the sea. By faith, Gideon and Samson and David, they led and they followed and they fought faithfully. By faith, your own fathers and mothers were tortured and persecuted and martyred, and endured. Each story reminds the hearers that they are part of this larger family of faith. So, when reflecting on the way the writer does that, uh, uh, Pastor Peter Nolm said this: "We are never more a family than when we tell our stories." I think that is so true. We are never more a family than when we tell our stories. It's so true in our family. We tell that story of Ben losing his tooth. We remember. We tell the stories of Christmases. We tell the stories of when grandmother was with us. We tell the stories of our family. We are never more family than when we tell our stories. So this letter is written to members of the family of faith, to people, (laughs) who are in desperate need of encouragement. And it's like a letter, I mean, it is a letter, but in many places, to me, it seems like a motivational sermon because the preacher puts the hearers, all those that day, in touch with those who have gone before, who have led by example of the faith. The writer does this by continuing to say, by faith, so-and-so endures. I think Justin has mentioned this each time when he's used in this series. Um, He has used the Greek word for faith, pistos, and it's defined as something believed in that is worthy of one's trust. So that Greek word, something believed in that is worthy of one's trust. So even in the midst of our darkest hours, our longest waiting and our deepest struggles we can hold on to pistos, our faith in God, as a solid foundation, as something secure. Our faith gives us courage to endure, and the evidence that the writer gives is that long list of heroes of the faith, culminating in the example of Jesus Christ. In the commentary to the Hebrews, Tom Long writes, it, he describes this as an unbroken cord. An unbroken cord of people who throughout the ages are held on by faith and that cord weaves in and out of the sanctuary in and out of this sacred space because you see the writer up until now he's been using this image of this unbroken cord and this metaphor of a pilgrimage like but now ever so subtly he changes the metaphor and all of a sudden we are in the sports arena And all those who are listening that day, and including you, have been enlisted, have been drafted to be one of the final runners in this great relay race of faith. So then, with endurance, let us also run the race laid before us since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us. Yes, we become part of the story part of that lived out faith, and we are also called to pass it on. In that realization, we recognize that, "Hmm, I didn't get here by myself. There are a lot of people who helped me get to this moment in my life. Just like those members of my church, Vivian and Becky and Henry, their support cheered me on as I logged mile after mile. All of us have folks who have believed in us, who have encouraged us, inspired us, and pushed us, who have done that when we were distracted, maybe, and turning away from the faith. Maybe they inspired us by their example, that simple action that they don't even know we saw they did, it meant the world to us. Or individuals who simply offer us a well-timed, kind word, when we are at the end of our rope and can hardly put one foot in front of the other. They are all part of that great cloud of witnesses who raise our spirits and give us support. Yes, for all of us, we could say there's so many people have helped me get to this place. And for us as a church, for all of us, there's so many people who helped us get to where we are as a church. You know, being a faithful follower of Christ is hard. To daily pick up that cross, it's tough to be faithful in the midst of competition or people, peers knocking you down. And the early Christians, they knew that very well. They recognized that they needed each other and they, or they would run the risk of burning out or simply just giving up on the faith. To keep going, they encouraged one another And they shared stories of the faith, and they invited others to know this one Jesus who changed their lives, who changed the world. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off the extra baggage and get rid of the sin that trips us up and fix our eyes on Jesus, faith's pioneer and perfecter with encouragement from those who have prepared the way for us, those who loved us and we've lost, those who cheered us on as we went each step of the way, their support is incredible. So who are those folks for you? Who are some of those people who encouraged you, those whose witness was actually faith being lived out in front of you? It was the word made flesh in front of you. You know, as we walk around this campus, we can remember people who are no longer here, but who maybe maybe made the memorial garden in, in existence, or maybe they taught your kid in Sunday school, or maybe they were on the finance team that helped to, magnif- to make this Magnolia building a Magnolia building instead of what it was before. <laughs> Whoever they are, they are part of that great cloud of witnesses that surround us even today encouraging us to run with perseverance. Yes, they are the communion of saints. In 1997, Fred Rogers was honored at an event, and he was given the Lifetime Achievement Award by the Academy of Arts and Sciences. And I'd like us to watch his acceptance.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, the best neighbor any of us has ever had, Fred Rogers. for giving generation upon generation of children confidence in themselves, for being their friend, for telling them again and again and again that they are special and that they have worth. It is my honor on behalf of everyone here and on behalf of the millions of children whose mornings you have brightened with your kindness to present you with this Lifetime Achievement Award. It's a beautiful night in this neighborhood, Uh, So many people have helped me to come to this night. Some of you are here, some are far away, some are even in heaven. All of us have special ones who have loved us into being. Would you just take, along with me, 10 seconds to think of the people who have helped you become who you are, those who have cared about you and wanted what was best for you in life. 10 seconds of silence. I'll watch the time. whomever you've been thinking about, how pleased they must be to know the difference you feel they've made. You know they're the kind of people television does well to offer our world. Special thanks to my family and friends and to my co-workers in public broadcasting, family communications, and this academy for encouraging me Allowing me all these years to be your neighbor. May God be with you. Thank you very much.
1: So, as you can see, there's hardly a dry eye in the place as he invites everyone to remember. Remember who those people are in your life that have helped you get to this place. In just a few moments we're going to share together in Holy Communion and as you come forward I hope that you will take some time to remember remember Christ's gift to all of us but also as you sit down and reflect during the music to remember who helped you get to this place today where you are for you are not alone You are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Sharing the stories of the faith is what encourages us to persevere and to remain strong in the faith and encourages us to invite others to join the race. Looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, we can remember that goal. And as we look at Jesus, I hope we see the disciplined, loving, faithful, merciful, kind way Jesus ran the race. And I pray it will motivate you to lace up your shoes, to receive the baton, and to sprint toward the goal. Will you pray with me? Oh, gracious God, we recognize that there are so many people who have helped us get to where we are. And we recognize that you are always with us. That's the core of our faith. But It's not only you, it's that great cloud of witnesses who have encouraged us along the way. Help us to recognize that. Help us to take time to thank them if they're still alive and to honor them by the way we live our lives in the future. And also, God, help us to be more mindful of those in our midst whom we are called to encourage in the faith as well. May it be so. Amen. So, friends, as a response to the word and as a way to receive our tithes, offering gifts and prayer cards, I would invite the ushers to come forward.